Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. You can imagine the surprise of the plumber going down into the depths of this tall office building to fix a leak. The building in the Keystone Technology Park in Morrisville, North Carolina, constructed back in 1995 and apparently was put together well, as this was the first real need for anyone to go work on the plumbing in this area of the basement since the ribbon was cut. But what the plumber found there showed that while the workers built well, they didn't clean up after themselves when they got done. As under the pipes, there was an unexploded stick of dynamite. (laughs) Bomb Squad later traced the lot number printed on the stick of dynamite to the construction company that put up the place 26 years ago. Somebody from that company is like, you know, I lost that somewhere, but... Eh, forget about it. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst thing? What's the could worst that could happen? Yeah. Uh-huh. Cliff, I saw this story. This is what a lot of money can do for you. Okay. On my bucket list of things to do before I'm out of here, I'd yeah. love to go see where the Dodgers play at Dodger Stadium. Oh, okay. Yes. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. But gotcha. superstar Drake yeah. rented out the entire stadium <laughs> for a private dinner with him and the girl he brought with him for the private dinner. That's okay. a lot of money, Cliff, to be able to do that. And they're not going to like, mm-hmm. okay, it's twenty two ninety five mm-hmm. to rent it out. No, the entire place is theirs. Asked how he felt in front of yeah. all of those empty seats. Yeah. Drake said, a lot like Billy Ray Cyrus, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Following the 7 o'clock news... We, um, well, let's just say, let's just say it simple. We're going to take a crap on Take It to the Bank. Oh, that my. That and more on the news at 7 o'clock. My, my, what brought that out of you? <laughs> no pun intended. What brought that out of you, <laughs> It's another incident when we know or we have learned poop can do anything, including turn a profit. <laughs> Seriously? Make some cash no. off of this? Yeah. Cliff, can I get back to your dynamite story that uh, you had at 6 o'clock? Yeah, where they uh, there was like a 25-year-old building and somebody left a stick of dynamite down in the basement. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. If yeah. you're the guy that digs down in there and finds it, this yeah. stuff has been here for 25 years, never yeah. caused a problem. But mm-hmm. as soon as you see it, don't you think that giant clock goes off in your head? Tick, 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 tick. It's getting ready to go. It's getting ready to go. Yes. Oh. <laughs> this never caused a problem, but the problem starts in three, two, one. You can hear explosions the entire time you're looking at it. Not that you'd ever yeah. hear it if it exploded. And the next question, Cliff, is Yeah. can you touch it? <laughs> can you touch it? Uh, um. Could I you pick you up can. the stick? <laughs> with a, you poke it with a stick. No, 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 no. Can you pick <laughs> oh. up the stick? Oh. And, like, no. throw it? No. Don't you have to have a fuse to make it go? Um, maybe. Maybe it's become, uh, shall we say, unstable. And will just go off on its own. Unstable? Yes. That's the tick, 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 tick in your head <laughs> when you're looking at it. <laughs> And we did you hear about the kid from Southridge? I saw it last night on TV. Oh, you you watched the draft? I sure did. Southridge, uh, Colson Montgomery, 
first round, 22nd pick overall to the Chicago White Sox. Dad was in tears. His dad was literally in tears. It was a great moment for him. I'm proud of him. I wish, yeah. I wish I had that talent, Cliff. He's very talented. <laughs> Read this story does a couple of things. It proves once again that there's more, way more than meets the eye to poop. And today it also allows me to take a crap on Take It to the Bank. A professor at the Ulsan National Institute of Science and Technology in South Korea has come up with a prototype of a toilet that's now being tested on that school's campus. The professor, starting with the realization that poop has value and not doing anything with it means you're just flushing money down the toilet, came up with a solution. The answer, the BV toilet, which is basically a composting toilet, and that's not new, but what happens afterwards is, in an underground bioreactor, microorganisms take the uh, excrement and produce methane, which is used on campus as a heating fuel. And the solid waste is processed into fertilizer. And for the use of their poop, students are paid. Apparently, swiping their ID card on a badge reader to clock in before sitting down, much like the drummer for Alabama. They're paid in a digital... <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> They're paid in a digital currency, which is called the Korean word for honey. <laughs> and that's something they can, in fact, take to the bank. Although most students redeem the currency for coffee or snacks on campus. How cool it must be to buy a coffee and tell the barista, I'm paying for this with my poop. <laughs> I wonder how they monitor that, Cliff, because somebody, you know, yeah, similar to me, could go in there and swipe my ID card and yeah. just flush a lot, which sounds like a pretty good superhero <laughs> name if you want to ask. <laughs> flush a lot. Yes. <laughs> Don't know what the power is there, Cliff, but... Uh, well, clearly it's flushing. Well, yes, I guess it is, sir. Flush a lot. Cliff, I've driven a lot of miles in my lifetime. Not near as many as you, because you go on long trips in your car. Well, yeah, I mean, we there, there's... I've been to Arizona back in a car, and uh, most people don't realize, before I started doing this with you 15 years ago... For like three or four years, I was like a field service technician, and I traveled like a 17-county area. So it was not uncommon for me to drive like 300 miles a day, every day. That's a lot so of yeah, driving. I've driven a lot. Yes, you have. And I have yeah. two only because not of long distance. I can't, I can't stand long distance driving. I'd rather be in a plane and just get there. <laughs> but Because um, I would never go to Arizona, trust me, in a car. But, Cliff... Yeah. All the times that you've driven, and I've driven, and all of our wonderful yeah. 11 listeners have driven, have you ever thought of this possibly happening? And it happened to Denver Broncos quarterback Drew Locke. What's that? It's a scary encounter. He was on Interstate 70 in Kansas, okay. and a lug nut from a loose tire hit his windshield, wow. <laughs> making a huge crack in it, and probably <laughs> sounded like a shotgun blast whenever I'm it sure hit it there. sure it did. And I-70 in Kansas, which, by the way, I've driven on. <laughs> of course you have. Um, is long and straight. And, you know, they talk about Kansas being flat, but it's actually one massive, like, 400-mile uphill to the Rocky Mountains if you're going to the west. And the average speed on that section of highway, if I'm, you know, it's west of Kansas City, 
It's probably about 90. So he was probably going like 90 or 95 when this hit his windshield. That's got to like scare the living daylights out of him. I think it's a first, Cliff, because yeah. usually yeah. when you hear the words football and lug nut, you think Terry Bradshaw. Everybody <laughs> thinks of that. No. No, you do. <laughs> oh, now I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that. <laughs> There's a jewelry company I read about this morning, Cliff, in Australia. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, they make jewelry out of your loved one's teeth after they've passed away. <laughs> no. That's right. Oh, no. They do everything from necklaces to earrings wow. to full molars. Mm. And uh, all you do is yeah. you send them the teeth, and they turn it into jewelry just for you. And the mm. prices range up to the thousands and thousands of dollars to do this. Okay. Now, they also can do kids' teeth. They can do your own teeth if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> but they really like working with the teeth of loved ones, Cliff, after they've passed away. Okay. This is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I... I don't want to see any jewelry with teeth, including no. yeah. the folks that wear the shark tooth necklaces. I was, I was just getting ready to ask you, what about the shark tooth? You know, if you will wear shark tooth necklaces, yeah, it's a great way to let other people know, I sell pot on the side. That's, <laughs> that's, maybe that's just my cousin in Tennessee, but I'm just telling you, Cliff, when I see that, that's what I think. Is this a toilet paper story? <laughs> a toilet paper st Oh, no. No. There's no hoarding in this story. That was the most humiliating thing ever last year, Cliff. <laughs> Waiting in line to buy toilet paper. Is that paper. not ridiculous? There I was, too. <laughs> Standing in line... Waiting for the, you know, you would, that tape thing that they put up so that you couldn't even walk down the aisle. It's like you were, you know, the velvet rope, except you were, you know, not trying to get into a fancy club. You were just waiting to buy toilet paper. I'm trying to get down an aisle to buy toilet paper, yeah. and I have to stand, stand behind that yellow tape <laughs> like I'm at the, uh, you know, at a crime scene waiting for them to open it up so we can all go in. That was yeah. embarrassing. I hope we never do that again, Cliff. I, I totally agree, yes. And even now, whenever I'm in a store and I see they're yeah. a little bit short mm -hmm. on things that, you know, are most commonly always there, it makes me wonder, are we going to start this again? I was in the store this weekend, just yesterday, and I thought, you know, there's always a lot of this stuff right here. And it would happen to be cream cheese, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't near as much cream cheese there, and I'm thinking... Is this going to be our next toilet paper shortage, cream cheese? Please say no. I, I, I don't know, but have you looked in the candy aisle? There's nothing in the candy aisle. I understand. Yes. <laughs> Boy, I hope they don't put the yellow tape up in the candy no, aisle. No kidding. All I want is some M&M's. I want some That's it. <laughs> Weed insect swarms all over the country are doing one bad thing after another to us these days. A few weeks ago, all we could talk about was the cicada invasion. It was bad for some, but in this particular corner of the world, not as bad as it was in those other places. There is, however, an insect horde hitting the tri-state that we haven't talked about. The Japanese beetle, the Sunday Courier, ran a story yesterday on just how bad the coppery green bugs are this year, something that I can confirm in my own yard. And by the way, I can also confirm, as suggested in the story, if you put out one of those traps for the Japanese beetles, the ones with the sex hormones, it'll draw bugs from miles around. 
and they'll all have to have a last meal in your garden before their death sentence is executed. There's another problem in upstate New York. Gypsy moth caterpillars, millions of them, millions upon millions, eating trees and threatening the tourism industry there. Because what goes in must come out. Hikers, campers, and others heading to the outdoors currently finding their trips cut short in that part of upstate New York when caterpillar poop rain downs upon them. Scientists are describing the rain of feces to be of biblical proportions. You know, Cliff, you mentioned last week about the um, Japanese beetles at your house. Yeah. And the bags that you've been putting out. Yeah. And I went home that very night. And I have a uh, Crimson King maple tree in the front yard of my house. Okay. And I noticed that it looked a little weird, one of the branches. (laughs) Okay. And I walked out underneath this tree, and it was just eerily silent that day no wind or anything yeah and i could hear crunching going on (laughs) and when i looked up that tree was absolutely encased in those japanese beetles i've never seen that before in all the years that tree's been there and i've lived there it's Hmm. bad when you can hear the bugs abiding cliff you know know, there, there are entomologists who say the sound you hear is not the bugs eating it's the bugs pooping well, thanks for that. I'm glad I didn't stay long. <laughs> Something I'd never thought of. I've been to uh, several karaoke's in my lifetime. <laughs> I, okay. I, I not much of a singer, but I enjoy watching yeah. other people try to sing. Yes. But in Russia, yeah, at a karaoke there, they had a giant screen behind the singers, huge. Okay. Okay. And it fell and crushed a woman to death as she was singing the oh, karaoke. No. <laughs> no. I know. Now, that's horrible, and we don't mean to make no, light of that because yeah. that was absolutely terrible. But my yeah. brain started thinking, what's the worst possible song she could be singing at the time <laughs> that thing fell off on her? I know this is horrible, Cliff. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, the first thing I thought of was, you know, you talk about getting booed off stage. Yeah. <laughs> but But what song would be the song you would be singing when that disaster befell you i think i can give you the name of the artist and you're going to know the song okay gloria gaynor i will survive yes (laughs) (laughs) by phone we have dave williker on the line good morning dave good morning now dave you're in charge of what this year at the gibson county fair i'm in charge of the circus part we have two different shows there this evening we have a circus thrill show with fire and aerial acrobatics 20 feet in the air and then a person walking on a wheel of death 34 feet in the air and you said they were death defying acts do they make you Uh, a little bit nervous whenever you see them or you used to it (laughs) (laughs) you never get used to it i've been up in it i know how scary it is and, and I can tell you that everybody watching, you, you won't hear a pin drop when that person's running on top of that wheel. You is, will, you will, no one will breathe. Is it always the same person? You, no, every once in a while somebody dies and we have to replace them. <laughs> well, of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. Swapping <laughs> the new one. Yeah, maybe you'll see that tonight at the Gibson County Fair. <laughs> Need to straighten up a couple of questions, Cliff, that came in on text okay. message while the news was on. <clears throat> okay. Number one. 
the comedy club tonight at the Gibson County Fair and the death-defying acts that they're going to have, you pay $7 to get into the fair. And that covers the fee for you to go in and watch the comedy act and the death-defying act. Yes. That's the first question I got. The second question from one of our wonderful listeners is, Mm -hmm. do I get a refund if no one is maimed or injured during the death defying act. <laughs> no. Once you pay your money, <laughs> it is what it is, right, Cliff? That's exactly right. There are no refunds. Don't feel like you got short change just because wow. Dave said somebody yeah. could get injured or killed. Wow. Don't be disappointed. We want everyone to be safe mm-hmm. during the death defying act. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. As you know, Cliff, this country here, the United States, is known yes. throughout the world for always giving money in times of need to other countries. Yes. We've done it for probably close to 200 years. But the Great yes. Depression mm-hmm. seems so dire here in the United States back in 1931 <laughs> that the West African nation of Cameroon yeah. sent New York City... $3.77 in hunger relief. <laughs> and with inflation, that's about yeah. $67 in today's money. Is that not... I, I had never heard that story ever. That's a shot in the arm to the economy right there. $3.77. I wonder if any other countries actually gave any money besides Cameroon. Probably That's a good not. question. I don't want to sound harsh or anything, Cliff, but... Um, okay, but I th- what? I think you're just showing off now, Cliff Ingram. That's Why is what that? I think. Why? Word has come to me that you're going to continue for the next couple of hours doing the entire <laughs> show all by yourself. Yes. In control of everything here at Country 98.1 from the yes. Lookout Lounge. That is absolutely correct. It's like a circus act you got going on. <laughs> is there a bearded lady that will appear during the next couple of hours? Is that possible? Uh, anything's possible. So we we'll right. just have to see. Well, Cliff, was there yes. anything said today? Morning Roadshow phrases of the day start with number three. They like working with the teeth of loved ones. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> number two. I'm paying for this with my poop. always going to be number two and the number one morning roadshow phrase for today talk about being booed off stage (laughs) if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about go to weedandcliff.com and click the contact us button and send us a message thanks again for listening to the new weed and cliff podcast